Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you and Lamotte. Hello and welcome to the podcast that's called Just Make The Thing, a show about how to start a thing and keep on making it. I'm your host, Claire Twenty, founder of the Planet Broadcasting Podcast Network, of which this podcast is a part. And today I am joined by my friend, Chanel Luchev. This podcast has been an experiment in committing to making a thing consistently by one woman who in the past has been a great starter of things, including amateur musicals and Italian lessons, oh, and guitar, but not a great finisher. That woman is me, P.S. So far, we've hit 41 episodes, and man, am I feeling all smuggity and cat with the creamish. Anyway, Chanel and I talk today about where we are at with the things that we are making and what to do when things get hard or you hit a stumbling block and things just aren't working. Chanel also shares an awesome, embarrassing story about when she became a lawyer and oh, the humiliation, but it's all okay. It gets better. So, I think that's advice for life. Things always get better from here, don't they, if we work. My Anjali says, nothing will work if you don't. And I think that's great advice. Radio, off we go. Have we spoken about my overactive thyroid yet? I don't know whether we have. On the podcast? Yeah. Not on the podcast. We've talked about it. Yeah. Most. Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Actually, hello and welcome to Just Make the Thing. Hello. This, I am Claire. This is Chanel. Hello. In case you didn't know, sometimes we talk about things. And Chanel has come to an amazing discovery about why she's tired all the time. And yes. I'm jealous that she has a medical reason. <laughs> so I have what is known as, a, as an overactive thyroid. And I have never... I heard of the word thyroid at some point in life, but never considered my thyroid or what it looked like, where it was located. I thought it might have been in the upper half of my body <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> but I, I had no idea, to be honest. Like if someone was like, actually, it's in your chest cavity, I would have been like, okay, cool. <laughs> but I, <laughs> it turns out after a round of basic blood tests that my thyroid is like crazy getting physical all the time like 24 hours a day and in fact at the time I had the first blood test it was kind of lazy even though it was overactive so when I had a second blood test it was even worse oh really yeah 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 and the specialist is like yeah that's not normal. And I was like, but I feel fine. I feel normal. I'm a healthy weight range. I'm fine. I'm functioning. And she's like, yeah, you might feel fine. But then with a bit of help and a bit of medication, you might actually feel more normal. You might like not know what normal is. actually feel. Yeah. yeah so because she was asking me about my symptoms and she was like, so, you know, had you ever have trouble like with weight gain or weight loss? I'm like, no, not really. And she's like, you know, I went through this whole list of things like, do you excessively sweat? And it was like, not to the, not to my knowledge. <laughs> She's like, how about sleep? I'm like, yeah, no, I don't really sleep very much. She's like, well, how much? And I was like, well, you know, twice a week, I would probably say I'd wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to sleep. And she's like, yeah, that's not normal. Like most people sleep through the night without, unless they're sort of interrupted by external factors, like children yeah. or other mm -hmm loud snoring partners, <laughs> animals that are particularly needy. My sister's dog used to kind of yeah, like want to play in the middle yeah, of the night. my mum has a really needy dog. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Mm. Um, it's actually not normal to wake up regularly during the week. So my little habit was to have a little nap on the couch because I'd wake up at three and not be able to get back to sleep. Whoa, and you would do that all the time. All the time. I was like, I thought it was normal. Oh, mate. No wonder you were tired all the time. Yeah. Do you feel really great now that you've seen it I feel out? like 
sleep is excellent. Like I just, mate, yeah. I just, I don't feel as anxious or jittery anymore. Like I feel so much calmer. I think it's because I've been sleeping, mate. I know you've really you've hit the nail on the head. You've you've won the lot the life lottery of sleep. It's just the most. And I always used to be so jealous of people that, like, they get in the car, like, like babies, and they're mm. just like, after five seconds. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that? How do you do that? I do not understand oh, it. Oh, mate. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it's just, it's just excellent. So now this couch is for relaxing. Not for sleeping Not on. for sleeping on. At three in the morning. Correct. Gosh. But isn't that so true that it's so simple and so as complicated as that? Mm. Like, if you can sort your sleep out... You can sort most of your shit out. You really can. And all those crazy <laughs> thoughts you have in the middle of the night, mm. like if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night and you're like, you know what I need to do? I need to buy myself a five tins of tomatoes or just something completely <laughs> irrational. Which I think does, that's you, mate. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Not, yeah. I mean, it does. I mean, and that's the thing. Like every crazy idea becomes rational in the middle of the night mm. and then every like – Irrational. Irrational, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's anyways. So that's kind of been me in terms of my health status. It's just been excellent. I don't know. Yeah, well, there is a massive thing. Like, I mean, I'm increasingly becoming aware that making a thing and continuing to make a thing Mm. is really all about looking after your mental health. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's really what a lot of this podcast seems to be, (laughs) mental and physical health. But you think about the people that make really great stuff, often they've got, you know, things around their mental and physical health that help them to do that and manage yourself however you do. But if you can figure out and go get tested and mm. go get a because you man, you did this just by getting like a routine blood test to I just got, check yeah, out how a, you're all going. Yeah, because I don't know whether I have had one as an adult. Mm. And then it's it's interesting, right? So the minute you start talking to people about your situation, mm. and I was like, I've got this thing with my thyroid. Have you heard of it before? And I talk to friends and like, oh yeah, my sister's friend has that. Oh yeah, my auntie has that yeah. it's quite specific to women yay another reason it's grand <laughs> to be a woman <laughs> oh. and I I mean I'm quite I wouldn't say that I'm anti-medication but I think there are a lot of environmental and external things a person can do to help their health hence the yoga hence the helping deal with my anxiety and kind mm. of you know managing the stress meditation and all that stuff which is great you can't meditate your way out of this overactive Active thyroid, thyroid. <laughs> It's not bo- well. I mean, maybe, maybe for some truly enlightened people, it yeah. is like yeah, maybe. but not everybody. But not for me. No. And I struggle with the idea of having to take medication even temporarily. Like I said to the specialist, I was like, I'm just, I don't know. I just, I don't take anything. I pride myself on the fact that I don't take anything. Mm. I'm the girl that doesn't take anything. I'm good. I'm she's fine like, yeah. with my tin tomatoes at yeah. three a.m. on the couch. Thank yeah. you very much. And she's like, <laughs> yes. But your body is attacking itself, <laughs> so <laughs> you need to do something about that because yeah. otherwise you'll get – she's like, the reason, you know, you are healthy and the reason you probably haven't got symptoms is because you do all these other things that help. Mm. But if you don't manage it, things will get worse. Yeah. So, you know, I struggle with the idea of taking medication and even like I, had, I would talk to my mum about it and she works as – she's a health professional and she's also – she works in palliative care and is – um, has always been critical of long-term medication. But when I talked to her about it, her response was, oh, yeah, I had that issue when I was your oh, age. Mate. And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Why did you say it? And she's like, oh, and so did your aunt and so did your grandmother. And I was like, fan-freaking-tastic. Yeah. Well, now, well, yeah, why, yeah. Why, did I, why did I stress, why did yeah. I fret about this so much? Exactly. But Because I actually think that there's a real lesson in that too because I know sometimes we can have a fear around taking medication mm. to help us on a long-term basis. But... It's the same with people who and, – and people have written to me too who listen to this show who mm. suffer from depression mm. or anxiety um, and lots of mental health issues too. Some people do need medication yeah. to help them through all of that yeah. and navigate that. And I think that's actually okay. Yeah. Like it's actually fine if, if that's and, – and actually not even just fine but can change your life. Yeah. It's life-changing for some people once yeah. they realise that – 
what they've got is an illness that can be treated with medication and balance out things. So it's really important. I guess if anything, what we're trying to say through this whole discussion is mm. just go get a checkup if you can yeah. go yeah. and 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 look to just if you're if you're struggling with something physical or mental. Sometimes just going to get some routine blood tests and just mm-hmm. double checking that everything's okay with your physical health yep. can actually help you or with your mental health mm. change and yeah, I know. Seek the yeah. help. Yes. The help is available and it's it's a hundred percent it's out there and you just have to be okay with the fact that you're not invincible, you know. Mm. And that Certainly someone like me who tends to be a little bit of a control freak, oh, really? I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. and hard on yourself yeah. and all those it's things. It's kind of like, no, well, I can fix everything myself, so why would I? Yeah, like you're seeing it mm. as a weakness. Yeah, like yeah, 100%. Is a weakness. And it's not a weakness. Yeah. It's what it's, it's good self-care is. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. That applies to other aspects of life too. It's just like if something is a, is a right, something's not right, and you – you, you know, you sort of you're introspective about it, and you f- reflect on a situation, and there's nothing that's within your ne- necessarily within your power to do mm. anything about it. Go and get help. Yes, like, yeah. Just go and do it. Yeah, a hundred percent, because it can make all the difference. I think as well. Sometimes, in general, being kind to yourself mm. and spending as much time as you can on self care mm. feels selfish. Yeah. But I think whatever you can do, um, I mean, obviously, exercise and moving your body, we talk about it all the time. Mm. Exercise and moving your body mm-hmm. helps, and not for weight loss reasons, but for mental health reasons Mm -hmm. all those endorphins can help and meditation obviously you know like I've been really stressed as well we were talking about this in the podcast Mm. one of the things we wanted to talk about was when life gets hard how do you keep making stuff Mm. doing things and I think for me I I had to come back in I've written a little list and I've put it on a mirror in my bedroom oh yeah I just did it today because I thought I need a bit of help and it's those reminders again about meditation that helps. And even if it's just, I'm not very good at like sitting and doing yoga and things, but mm. I just sit with my feet on the ground, my eyes shut and do some deep breathing yeah. even. That really helps. And exercise is obviously one of those big things and, and journaling can also really help mm-hmm. too. And just being kind to yourself. But then that other part of it is if you've got medical things that you need to get sorted, then we can always put those at the bottom of the list of things that we should be doing. And um, it's really important that we try and prioritise those too. Oh, for sure. Mm. For sure. Yeah, it's full on. I completely Um, understand. Yeah, and would agree with that now. Yeah, Yeah. and sleep. Sleep is like so, so Mm. massive, isn't it? It's so massive. I just feel happier. Like I honestly do. I just feel happier and mm, it sounds silly but like – I feel more peaceful. Yeah, you just feel you, your energy is calmer. Yeah. Like just way calmer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really – It's. I'm so happy for you. It's really Because I was really worried that like it would have some weird side effects. Because, mm. I mean, that's the other thing. Like some medication doesn't quite work and mm. if you're in tune with your body, you'll kind of figure that out relatively quickly. Yeah. But for me, it's it's really – it's been great. So, That's yeah. awesome. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. That's so good. So (laughs) I guess the other thing we wanted to talk about, we had a lovely girl called Tia writing to us. So if you're listening to this, Tia, thank you so much for writing. Thank you. That was just hilarious and awesome. Yeah, she was talking about the episode, episode seven, where we talked about bikinis (laughs) and how it's basically ridiculous. It's like wearing floss to the beach (laughs) and how swimming costumes are like the way to go. And Mm. why were we not wearing them from the beginning? Who wants to wear like two strings while you're getting thrown about in the ocean? So Tia, thank you for your email. And one of the things she talked about was that she's trying to make something and her thing was a vlog, Mm -hmm. um, but that she realized that she's sort of struggling with self-esteem too mm. and that mm. she got halfway through vlogging and realized in the editing process it was she was finding it really really difficult and maybe that that's not actually the right format for her and then she started worrying that because she realized it wasn't the right thing for her and she gave up that maybe that's and just another thing that she's failed at and given up on and that's it yeah um, and we were kind of talking about that that what I'm learning through interviewing people through this whole podcast and all the things is that actually it's okay to just work out if something is for you. And if it's not for you, if you don't like the thing that you're making, 
it is actually also okay to be like, hmm, no, I'm not going to do it that way or I'm going to stop doing yeah. that and maybe I'll try a different thing. Like I stopped pottery. I just decided I nah, didn't meet Patrick's face again. It wasn't for me. And Damn. I know. And also I just got a bit like a hummingbird going on a Wednesday night yeah. anymore. But I liked it for the time that I did mm. it and I learned a bit about it and now I've moved on. Mm. And I think that that's actually okay to do. What of I, course yeah, it is. And yeah. not beat yourself up about it and try because you can't – Work out what it is that you actually want to create unless mm-hmm. you try a whole lot of things. Absolutely. And even sometimes things will work for a, an amount of time mm. and then not work. And then I think, you know, yeah, I think we tend to attach shame to not succeeding or not loving something. Or not continuing to make something. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of like, oh, well, I did this thing and it didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. And maybe I should keep going or maybe. I'm just really terrible and I'm a failure and I should just give up now. And, quit mm. and then let's go watch Netflix and then it'll be yeah. two years before you try something again, which is what my habit was. Yeah. But don't you mm. think like even with career stuff, even if it's not like a creative thing, you spend most of your time figuring out all the stuff that you don't like. Yes. You're like, I won't work with that per- like that in that area or I won't work in this industry and I certainly won't be doing that particular role. That didn't work for me. This part I quite like. Maybe I can find a job that's more like this. Mm. And you kind of like – it's like this very, very long and detailed process of deduction. Like yes. you get until you get to the end of your career and you're like, I think I kind of like what I'm doing now. And now I'm going to retire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that yeah, if you're lucky enough to be able to do that with mm. your career and keep thinking, don't you think that it's connected into finding out more and more about who you are? Yep, don't absolutely. Yep. And that is kind of like the joy of, of getting older. And there are things about getting older that, also suck massively, mm-hmm. but one of the gravity things, being one of them. Oh man, we talked a lot about that gravity and pelvic floors and having children and all other things and not being able to jump on trampolines anymore. Which, by the way, as a side note, is devastating to me. Mm. I love trampolines anyway, and I can't do star jobs either. Overshare, but, yeah. You know, life. So life is hard. Mm. Life is hard. Life Chanel. is really hard. Life is really hard. Anyway, so um, I just have this quote in my head: "Life is hard, and then you die." I don't know why. I've just been. Who said that? Anyway, but yeah, he does say something like that. So what was I talking about? I can't remember. Life is hard when you get. Oh yeah, getting older. Oh so yeah. One of the great things about getting older is that you get to know yourself more. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. If you can get to know yourself more and like yourself more. Mm. Because you, you, the more you understand you, the more you'll understand the thing that maybe you want to make or do, mm-hmm. and what suits you. Mm-hmm. And I think you try, you spend less time. Or well, I have found, I've spent less time trying to fit myself into the thing that I wish that I could do. Mm. Like I would love to front a band. Like that's like I've always thought that my destiny was <laughs> to be the lead vocalist mm-hmm. in a band or like in, you know, do that or like perform in the theatre. And I love that. But I also don't, I'm not like, that doesn't seem to be also what fits my skill set in the same way or yeah. there's other things as well that I enjoy doing like podcasting more. Yeah. And it, yeah, you sort of, you start to learn more about what you're suited to and, and I that's thought, nice. I thought when I was younger, I wanted to be one of those, like one of those lawyers on LA law Ooh, with this, until with I went skirt. Yes. <laughs> and, and saying you object to things and you do do that in Australia, but like, the way that the law works here is very different. I mean, it's still an adversarial system, but it's not. Well, you don't get to like walk around the courtroom and be like, I object. It's not like Boston legal. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just not. You, you, and like in Australia, it's all very, it's very formal. It's very procedural. And like in more superior courts, like people are wearing wigs and, and, you know, black gowns and like robes and things like that to protect their identity. It's a very different situation. And so like I always assumed I'm like, I would be awesome in debate like I would be fantastic and then I got into a court did I ever tell you I got into a courtroom when I was doing my article so my so effectively like my first year out of law school 
and my supervisor, who was a turd with a capital T, sent me <laughs> down there because I thought I was doing some sort of administrative thing. He's like, oh, can you just go get the order for the thing? And I was like, yeah, sure, no worries. Thought I was going to go pick up a piece of paper. Mm. And then I got to the court and the lady at the registry is like, so you go into court 24, go with this piece of paper, then, then they'll call you and then you have to um, make a case. And I was like, oh what? God. What? What's happening? What? And then I went to the court and it was an open like it was an open court where they just process a whole bunch of orders, but there are barristers in there, senior lawyers in there, all the kids from the schools come in and observe oh, all the Jesus. professionals go and, you know, be your lawyery. And then they called up my matter and the magistrate was like, so what are you looking for? And I was like, um, I would like, um, uh, can I please have access to uh, these particular records? And she's like, what for? And I was like, uh... Uh, can I please uh, – and she would say, yes, no, I understand what you're looking for, but I need a reason to, for this. Yeah. Oh, my god! And because I was, like, probably a bit naive and I don't know, just didn't really know what I was doing, I had trusted that my supervisor had told me all the information I needed to know. Yeah. And she said to As me – As you would rightly assume. Yeah. So basically the magistrate said to me, well, I'm not going to give you that until you tell me the reason, so I'll, I'll adjourn it and oh then god. you go find out. So I was in a room. It was just professionally the most humiliating moment of my life. You go find out and then you come back in. Oh, my God. How embarrassing. Then, so I called my supervisor and he's like, oh, why does she need to know? I'm like, because she needs to know. (laughs) I'm not going to. I'm with a capital T. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get up there and say, "Uh, judge, the supervisor actually wants to know why you would know the answer to those questions. So I'm not going to tell you. Like, it's just not the way that freaking works. Anyways, so I went back into the courtroom and I sat there and then another junior lawyer got up, probably first year out of Mm. uni, and the magistrate was like, do you know why you're here, young man? And I'm like, I'm so embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was so ashamed of myself. And then I just sat in the courtroom until all the other matters were finished and the magistrate was like, do you need to have your matter reheard? And I was like, yes. She goes, oh, well, you need to come forward. And it was just like this really long and embarrassing experience oh, where I just kept yeah. making, having one one failure after the <laughs> next, after the next, towards the end. And then she said, okay. And I was like, I understand the matter is about restraint of trade and there's an employment law issue. She's like, okay. She's like, so why do they want access to these records? Oh, for this particular reason. And she was quite lovely in the end. She was like, you did a really, really good job. She's like, can I assume your supervisor sent you down here and just told you to ask for something and didn't actually tell you why? And I was like, yes. And she's like, okay, a word of advice. Next time he does that, tell him that you're not going to go without proper instruction. And she's like, you did a really good job though. And then I went and had like probably too many glasses of wine for (laughs) like, you know, my first year out of out of uni. But I learned very quickly. I'm like, the adversarial process is not what... Not especially not in Australia, not mm. what you think it is going to be. So it's like mm. that was a very hard way to learn. Life is not the way that you think it's going to work out to be. Yeah, totally. And you also, know. yeah, and also probably that the world is not set up to look after you all the time, no. and that people don't always have your back, and that you oh, can't no. always expect other people to do the thing for you. That, yeah, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to learn lessons the hard way. Mm. And you will, you will learn them throughout the entirety of your life, like at the ripe old age of 33. Yeah. But, I mean, you will continue to learn lessons the hard way. But yeah. I think what happens is you become more resilient. To the humiliation. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, it's all right. I've embarrassed myself poorly, like, in front of yeah. people before. It's all right. I'm okay. Yeah. Um, and you learn to manage the failure or you know, you, 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 the mistakes, you learn to manage it better yeah. as you get older. Mm. Do you think like, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I think the I think some people are better at it than others. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I, but I think the thing I've learned, which I am still continuing to learn like at the moment in our business, we're trying to put onto our podcast, a new piece of tech that will let us do more with advertising and hopefully bring more revenue. Mm-hmm. But it means I have to upskill myself and other people in our company Mm -hmm. and try and figure out what the hell to do with it and whether Mm. and it's a risk because I don't even know if it's going to be the right thing for us in the end but I've realized that you have to be okay with admitting that you don't know yes and just not being afraid to say I don't understand I don't get this this none of this makes sense and 
I think as you get older, that can be harder. And some Mm. people are really bad at that. And when people don't admit they don't know, they can put on like a weird, arrogant kind of Mm. voice or face. And, Mm. and then it just, you can get yourself into real situations when you try and fake knowing what you're doing Mm. if you don't, but it's a hard line to walk because sometimes you do need to kind of fake it till you make it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. I think, yeah, learning when you, learning when you need to be confident and tough, Mm. learning when you can be vulnerable, like Mm. knowing. Knowing when you can and can't be and with who. Yeah. And also sometimes you just have to just just accept that maybe this is going to be humiliating but that I'll get through it through the other side and be okay and owning it. I remember once, this is early on, I tried to do a podcast with a friend of mine that I worked with and his comedy group and I and I just, it didn't work because I took, we went to this recording studio that I didn't know how to use the tech and I thought that I'd be able to figure it out and I couldn't. Mm. And so I didn't hire someone to help me because I, I would be too expensive. And it all just became this big disaster. Mm-hmm. And they, we recorded the thing, but I couldn't get it off the computer properly. And then I got the files, but then they wouldn't play properly. And, and it just all kind of compounded in on itself. And I was just mortified in the end. And I sort of communicated it, but not enough. And I probably should have just been really honest and said exactly at the time I'm really out of my depth and I don't know what I'm doing. And I sort of did, but it was all just, anyway, I just learned from that, that you, A, A, be open. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. To trying new things and experimenting and it's okay if you fail and humiliate yourself, but that you'll always have to pick yourself up and yeah. that next yeah. time to be more prepared and learn from that. Yeah. You know. One other thing is, yeah, you're right, being prepared, learning when there are situations that you can exercise a little bit of control or like, mm. yeah, pre- being prepared, being organised, having a developing a skill set, learning about something before you put yourself in a completely alien situation yeah. and then recognising where there are situations where like, you know what, this entire thing is completely outside of my control. So me sitting here sort of agonising about it is actually going to serve no purpose. purpose. Yeah. And and then learning to like let it go sort yes. of thing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my three-year-old at the moment is just singing let it go on repeat. <laughs> He's just walking around the house going let it go, let it go. <laughs> I have a really intimate relationship now with the movie Frozen. Oh, and yeah. And that soundtrack. There mm-hmm. is a lot of life lessons. I really like do you want to build a snowman personally. Oh, oh it's so heartbreaking. <laughs> do you want to build a snowman? Oh, oh my God. God. I could sing it word for word. I love it. And it's also really Mm. Oh, it's so hard. It gets me mm. every time. Gets me every mm. time. Yeah. So I think there is something though in that let it go mm. mentality. You do. You just have to, when you've really humiliated yourself, mm. let it go and go. You can't do something or make something or create something or improve yourself unless you also suffer some kind of setbacks and humiliation mm. and failure you mm. can't can you no but you're never going to move forward unless you metabolize it and learn from it and then you can grow into- that's a, it can be a growth experience too and make mm. you a better a stronger better kinder person. person just generally yeah that's very true so what about you what how's your yoga teaching going so yoga is going good i'm having like Success in some areas and not success in other areas. So the Thursday night classes that I have been running sort of up until recently, I love teaching them because those are the students that I've had for for ever since I started. Mm. But the problem is, is like people's work schedules are getting so busy and people have now moved out into different jobs and they're still trying to come, but stuff just happens. And for me, it's starting to become a situation where like, it's now a financial impost for me to teach them. Mm. And as much as I love it, I'm really starting to consider 
is it actually worth my time like and worth my while I um in no way am trying to lean on my teaching as a livelihood so it's okay at the moment but for me it almost feels like an, a personal failure or a disappointment when I don't have enough students turn up or people get sick or whatever mm. for very rational reasons that people don't come to class you know and I don't hold it against them but I tend to take it really personal like, they don't like me they don't yeah. to my classes. but the reality is is like they just get busy mm. and so I've actually been very seriously considering is it something that I should be continuing to do at least like on the basis that I have to hire a studio to do it or do I wait until it gets a bit warmer? I'm thinking about this. till it gets a bit warmer and just go and teach in the park and then whoever shows up, shows up and whoever doesn't, and doesn't and at least that way mm. I don't make a loss. Yeah. And I still get to teach those few people that do want to come mm. to classes because like I have a couple of students and like I do see them. I used to work with them. They're like, what? What's happened to Thursdays? You know, mm. haven't seen you at Thursdays. I'm like, well... I'm only going to run the class if I have enough students come. And mm. I'm like, unless you want to start paying me $40 an hour, like $40 yeah. for it, do you want to do – I would not feel right doing that. So, yeah, um, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. And as much as I enjoy it, I just don't think it's viable for me to continue to do it every Thursday because it's just – there's a lot of personal investment and time. Like I will – I design classes, like individual and new classes – for every new – like every class that I teach. I don't mm. like the idea of running the same thing because how boring for them. Mm. Boring for me to teach, boring for them to mm. learn. Mm. And then how do you learn agility and like various kinds of flexibility and learning to sort of work out what kind of muscles and things need to be stretched and lengthened mm. and all that stuff if you're literally just doing the same kind of compound movements every time. Mm. It's mm. pointless. You know, I spend money on the um, app design the classes, I spend money on hiring the studio space. I'll, I Like there's a lot of like, you know, mental energy that goes into preparing mm. myself for the class and then when I don't get the number of students I want it, it can be like a letdown in many areas, not yeah. just financial, because it's not a huge loss, but it's more all the other stuff that comes along with it. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. Well, exactly, and because you want to be able to put energy, like you've only got a finite amount of energy, so you want to put yeah. that energy into something that is going to work and yeah, feel and so yeah, meaningful. And so, like, and Wednesdays was just this thing that I was trialing. It's starting to go really well now. So, like. What I'm finding is that people have the appetite to come at lunchtime because at least they can go back to work and, yeah, you know, like yeah. that works for them. And so something that was actually just sort of a trial has now become the thing that's actually going great and the stuff Yay. that I was doing permanently is now not working so well. So now it's come coming to a t- like a time where I have to reassess how yeah. I deliver like or how I do this thing. Like, mm. How I keep doing it, like I don't, I'm certainly not going to quit, but like it's clearly morphing into something else and that's okay. Like that's. That's part of it. Yeah. It's a, Yeah. That's so exciting because it is, it's that whole thing, isn't it? That you're learning what something is and yeah. tri- by trialing and, and yeah, it, it's, it's always going to keep being continuous. And know, yeah. And like, yeah. And I think also like learning what people want from me. So the classes I teach on Wednesdays are very different to the ones I teach on Thursdays. The ones at lunchtimes are restorative and calming. I do a lot more meditation and because people don't, when they work in an office, like work in the office, they don't want to like sweat and exhaust themselves. They actually are frazzled from their morning and they come mm. in to relax. So when they leave, they want to feel calmer and do you know that what I mean? Right. So, I would like, love that if I worked in an office. And I never thought I would be the kind of person that like likes the slow teaching. And like I used to find those teachers really annoying. Mm. But like now I feel like actually it's calming and it makes me calmer and I'm enjoying it on a completely different level. level. Like, oh, maybe you don't have to like exhaust your body. Maybe it can be a different thing, mm. you know, for them and for me. Yeah. So – yeah, it's changing. I'm at, you know, I was at infancy and now I'm at terrible 
twos you're or like something. Teenage, <laughs> teenage years. But Chanel yoga teaching teenage yeah, years. Yeah, something like that. Don't yeah. you think it's amazing though that when you just stick with something and it doesn't have to be in the same format mm. or the same, you know, it doesn't have to look the same. But, like, you've been sticking with this now for, what, a year? Yeah, a year? well, yeah. So I graduated – well, I mean, I graduated last year in September and I was teaching before then. So mm. it's been, yeah, well over a year now. Yeah, and but because you're kind of just going with it mm. and keeping on in some form or other – that it, it's sort of morphing into something. Yeah. But it, it's keeping that ball rolling. That's the yeah. the key, isn't it? It doesn't have to look the same or be the same or be in the exact same yeah. format, but you have to be just continuing to try. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and just being adaptable, I think, like when something isn't working – knowing when it needs things need to change and not yeah. stubbornly or ruthlessly pursuing something that is clearly not working yeah for you because because you've committed to the thing like committed to I will do this specific thing well sometimes that specific thing is not right but yeah. there might be something in that that's good for you mm. so yeah it's so true. I even sometimes feel like that about just the podcast, even this mm. podcast in general and the whole network that if I started it again, knowing what I know now, I would have started it in a completely different way. Yeah. But I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And so you start from one sort of point and you just kind of leap in and hope for the best. And now, yeah, now I know a lot more about other things and, yeah, it's sort of – it's just really interesting how much your sort of perspective on what a thing should be changes over time. Absolutely. Jess Harris said that when I interviewed her that it mm. takes a long time to understand what a thing is, um, but you do just have to keep doing it to figure out, yep. you know, what it's going to be. And also like Ira Glass, like that's why I called this podcast – well, we, we called this podcast mm. Just Make the Thing because that's a quote from Ira Glass and he said it took him – many, many years to understand that in order to be good at something, I mean, there are freaks out there who are just like, I'm really good at this thing that I have never done any work in and I'm just Mm. a freak. But most people who are good at something have done it for a long time Mm -hmm. and Mm. that takes time. Like, I mean, you know, you can up the amount of hours that you do something, but everyone has jobs and lives and kids or whatever it is that they have, they have to also do Mm. as well. And so I always had this sort of impatience that I'd start something, it wouldn't be good and it wouldn't meet my expectation of what it should be. So therefore I'm not going to continue going with it. But your taste hasn't, is good. That's why you got into it. But your your own ability to create something doesn't match up to what you you know, what you think is good. Yeah. Is that, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yep. the more that you do something, the more it improves and eventually you get there. Yeah. But you just have to keep going with it and and adapting. And so I actually had that thought today that like in 10 years' time, if you're still yoga teaching, if I'm still interviewing or podcasting mm. and, and doing that, how much – you know, if you continue doing it, how much better you would be. Yeah. But you can't, but it's the continuing of the doing. Yeah. That gets you there. Yeah. You can't, and sometimes you can't just fast forward to be there. Yeah. I mean, I think people, I mean, someone's, someone has applied this theory to finance and saving, but it's kind of applicable to this as well. You tend to overestimate how much you can achieve in a short period of time and you underestimate how much you can achieve in a long over a long period of time ah okay explain that more so so using the savings method people are like i want to save for a house deposit or i want to save for a big holiday or whatever so they're like i'm going to put every single penny i have into a bank account over the next two months and then i'm going to have 10 grand and it's going to be great and then in the two months you have 
health issues. So you've got to go to the doctor. Your car breaks down, so you have to get it fixed. That mm. costs you money. Then you might have a problem with your rental or maybe you have a job interview and you really need to get a new pair of work shoes or maybe um, an opportunity presents itself and you just need to – you want to invest money in something mm. else or do you know what I mean? A whole bunch of other things happen, which mean in the two months where you had set this – virtually impossible goal for yourself, (laughs) you fall flat on your face and you feel like a failure. Mm. Whereas over the long period of time when people just say, you know, I'm going to put, I'd like to save for a deposit, so maybe in a year I'll see how I go. How about I just direct debit X amount of money into this account, a small amount that I can actually conservatively save, not think about it. Mm. Over that 12 months, that money compounds, interest builds, you don't touch it, and then all of a sudden there's however many thousands of dollars available for you because you've developed a pattern over a long period of time mm. of like like consistency, yes. I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so in the short period of time, like you have these – same with being your creative thing or your, your creative pursuit, you have these – delusions of grandeur about like <laughs> so I'm going to graduate from my yoga course and then some amazing studio is just going to see me and they're going to be like you're amazing come and teach all the classes and by the way <laughs> we're going to you know pay you all this money and do you want to start your own studio and how easy is that going to be yeah. and then you get out into like like anything you get out into the world and you're like this is really freaking hard yeah oh my god I don't think I can do this I don't know what I'm doing I'm really embarrassed actually this is very nerve-wracking what is the difference between my left and my right and why do I keep getting confused? I remember when we did that and you were <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, I can't tell you. I don't know. This is very confusing. I don't no longer know which is my left hand. I've, I've forgotten. Sorry. And so, and in this short-term period, you're like, actually, maybe I'm shit at this. Like, maybe yeah. this is not what I thought. I know a little bit of information, but I really don't know that much. Mm. But, hey over a 10-year period, if I've been consistently teaching and I take the opportunities as they come along and I give things a go and I stuff it up but then I apply that learning to the next experience and Mm. build on that and then get some students that really like the way that I teach and focus on that particular thing and figure out what students want and how best to deliver the class and what I can give them and what they can get out of it. And even things like at the moment, I'm even learning things about like what's the best period of time to be doing these particular parts of the class and Mm. what music do people respond to? Do they respond to music at all? Like how is the sound of my voice? Is it soothing them? Is it irritating them? You know, Mm. and those sort of subtle changes over a decade Mm. can result in someone who is quite like proficient and good at bloody kick ass yoga. Not that you're not already, but yeah, but like, yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Same with like the podcasting, all of these Mm. fabulous like men and women who've been doing it for so long. I am, you know, very certain that there are a thousand mistakes they make along the way, which result in them eventually being able to give the advice and do things on a whim and, Mm. that kind of thing i don't know create create content that is better and more interesting or more succinct or more engaging or yeah absolutely yeah i I think that's comforting in a way yeah to sort of start to understand particularly i think i wish someone had said this to me in my early 20s yeah when i just would start creative things and then just completely give up and fall into a hole with it and ignore that Mm -hmm. urge in my head and that itch that was like make something yeah and i would just ignore it and fill it with like busyness or food or alcohol Mm. or parties or I don't know, whatever, whatever Mm. other thing Mm -hmm. that it's going to take a long time Mm. for you to be good at something. What you can't do is not do anything about it because nothing will change if you don't work Mm -hmm. at it. And that that's, and I guess, and you know, that kind of, you know, you know that if you work at something over a long period of time, you will get better at it. But there's – I don't know what, what the difference in the mindset is. Maybe it's just being okay with mediocre at the beginning mm. or being okay with a little bit like just kind of chipping away at something. Mm. You just chip, chip, chip rather than 
doing big things and expecting it to be great in six months or even I was never very good at being like with musical instruments and things when I was learning music people would be like just practice for 10 minutes a day every day at the same time and I'd try all these different things like I'm gonna get up at 6 a.m and I do that for like three days of the week and before school and then I wouldn't and the only way that I would ever practice and get good at a piece of music or memorize something was when I had an exam or a concert and I had to and I had a deadline. (laughs) I I would never, literally, if there was never a concert or a deadline in my life, I would never have done anything. I would never have gone to uni. I would never have written an essay. I would never have achieved anything because I need to have last minute panic. And I know that about myself. Yeah. And so that's why. And that drives you. It does. Having a deadline, even if, and now I've learned to make my own deadline up and then get people around me to like set parameters in place. Like that's why this podcast is now weekly because I force Royal Collings to edit it every (laughs) week. And then he, and I feel like I have to get this to him so that he can edit it so it can go out. Yeah. Uh, But I have to have that urgent, urgent deadline. Otherwise I wouldn't do it. So I think, um, and and also that it's that the deadline thing, but also that mindset thing of well, maybe it's not as good as I wish it could be, but it's something, and you're working towards you know building and growing something and developing a skill set. Yeah, and yep. you've got to you've got to be in the game, putting yes. stuff out. Yes, you know, absolutely. Yeah, to be able to get better at it. And suddenly you look back and go, oh, actually, I know more things about this than I thought yeah. that I did. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I completely yeah. agree. But it's what life is, isn't it? Building. Mm. You sort of, it's like building a nest or something. We think about like bowerbirds. You just sort of like in your life collecting little bits of nothing that looks like a twig. Mm. But then when you step back at the end of your life, hopefully you're like, oh, look. Look what I did. That's kind of cool. It's kind of shiny. Come Mm. and mate with me on the bowerbirds. I don't even know how they work. Is that why they collect stuff? I think there's something about them collecting things to attract a mate. I don't know. This is a real bad analogy. (laughs) However, that's kind of what I was going for. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. mm. So it's just about picking up little pieces and chipping, chipping away. Mm. Some people are very lucky not to have to do that. Like There are some people who... I think they are the exception, not the norm, though. Yeah, sure, they must be, right? You know, sometimes you see those articles in the paper, and it's like, this millennial found their get-rich-quick scheme, and now they don't work at all. Like, now they're a CEO and travel the world, and they're 22. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a thing. Like, I mean, it's a thing for some people, but for the rest <laughs> of us mere mortals, like... We're slogging our guts just, out. Yeah, it is. It's a hard slog, like... It takes work and effort and dedication to become good at anything that's worthwhile as well. Mm, exactly. I am, yeah. I am excellent at watching TV. Oh, God, I'm so good you at know, it. TV's... I'm so excellent. And <laughs> that's probably one thing I haven't really had to try to do, but everything else <laughs> in my life. <laughs> yeah. Those are, those Everyone's were... gifted. Yes. Thank in you. different ways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> When the uh, international TV watching championships roll around, I'll be entering myself. That's for damn sure. Right up there. I, does that mean I would? I think I would beat you because I, <laughs> I have a real skill set, particularly of catching crumbs in the, in the top of my kind of shirt as I'm lying there. Oh, eating, good one. Yeah, I'm watching TV. Mm. I know I'm really good at it. Speaking of, mm. just before we finish, I mm. wanted to talk to you about Sing Street. Oh yeah, this movie. I'm, yeah. I, I need to recommend it to you to watch. Mm-hmm. It's and if someone out there hasn't watched it, then go do yourself a massive favor and go and watch it. It's gorgeous. It's an Irish film, mm-hmm. and it's just about this group of teenagers and this one guy, little guy in particular who moves to a rough school, and they start a band and Aww. they start writing original songs. And there's a girl that he like loves in it, and she's Aww, sort of got a trouble past. And it's really, but the music is great. The soundtrack is incredible. Incredible, and I'm listening to it on repeat at the moment. It's really motivating because oh. music, I think, can really help when you're trying to get something off the ground or make something. Sometimes listening to the right music can really, like you were saying with your classes, get you there, get you in a zone. And Sing Street, the soundtrack is just 
It's that and Frozen in my house at the moment. <laughs> Both oh, of those. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's a really cool um, well, I mean, movie. I, I am not – like I certainly have music to get me in my happy place and have music when I'm feeling like a bit sullen and a bit mm. like mopey. And um, For me, I'm not good at putting like – musical tracks together to compose what is like an entirety of a class like mm. you've got the arc of the class so I have music that's slightly loud and slightly faster but for the most part it's kind of like a smooth kind of thing mine doesn't sound like that and even when in the course of my teaching even though it's music I've put together I'm like that's jarring I need to change that I need to and what I finally landed on after like a full year and a bit of teaching is an excellent opening song and an excellent closing song because there's 40 minutes in the middle <laughs> that I need to work on but I think those two songs are the perfect pitch and tone and kind of sentiment for what mm. I'm trying to achieve it's all the other stuff in the middle that's going to require work so maybe in 10 years time I'll have the perfect <laughs> the perfect yoga excellent music. maybe I can recommend Sing Street the yes, soundtrack perhaps. to you to yoga to yeah or let it go from Frozen <laughs> Just in the middle, let it go. I think all of my friends were dog. Yeah. Now go into child's pose. You know, yeah, I can totally see that. Um, all of my friends with kids will start like getting yeah. a, like a tick in their eye. Yeah, oh my gosh, a twitch. I know, I know. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Well, I, I guess, yeah, so Sing Street, I recommend that. Just because okay. the Lovely. other thing I liked about it is got a really nice message about if you're going through hard stuff, mm-hmm. make some art. Oh, like, wonderful. Yeah, and, and kind of channel whatever it is into whatever art form that is, which yeah. could be anything, yoga or dancing or yeah. singing or writing songs or writing or, I know, taking photos, but channel it. And, yeah. and I think that, that that can really help you. And it's got it's a really sweet message about that and about taking risks and getting out of your comfort zone and and also families and yeah it's just a gorgeous film so fabulous highly recommend excellent yeah okay cool cool bye Chanel bye <laughs> you've been listening to a podcast called just make the thing with me your host Claire Tonti and Chanel Luchev for more of our podcasts you can head to planetbroadcasting.com um, and you can click on the link in the show notes below. You can find me on Instagram at Claire Tonti or on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies. And you can find more about Chanel's yogaring at Bend Yoga Melbourne. If you want to email the show, and we always love to hear from people, head to justmakethethingpod at gmail.com. Um, and for our charity campaign for Care Australia to support women and girls living in extreme poverty around the world, you can go to that link in the show notes as well. All right. That's it from me. Thanks again to Raw Collings for editing this episode. What a wonder kid. He has been working really, really hard this week. So uh, keep it up, champ. You're a star. And um, that's it. I'll see you soon. Bye.